Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Darren and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior song. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rahapa podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How are you doing, Lita? I'm good. I have a real internet connection this week. The Xfinity guy came. It took two hours, but it doesn't matter because I am done moving, and I am riding the high from Picklesburg and the John Mayer concert. I've had a great week. Oh, wow. How, how was Picklesburg? It was amazing. I had pickle moonshine. I had a pickle cocktail with pickles and watermelon. I had a pickle popsicle, and I had a giant pickle on a stick. <laughs> did did uh was were any of those things allowed in the John Mayer concert? Oh, that would have been um probably the move was to sneak the spicy pickle moonshine into the John Mayer concert because as we all know, stadium drinks are really expensive. Yeah. I don't know I mean, if they if they would I, have allowed that. I personally would have loved to have some pickle food uh at the American Ninja Warrior tapings. Yeah, but I thought you weren't a pickle guy. I'm not. Okay, but it would have been like well preserved because it's really hot and those take forever. And you know, pickles don't really go bad because they're food. And also, yeah, pickles (laughs) are like, uh, I feel like they could provide some liquid sodium. Yeah, for your joints. Sodium, actually. So, yeah, sodium would not be good. Well, it would help you not cramp up. Yeah, I guess so. I'm most concerned about like dying of of thirst though i i would think that pickle brine would be like maybe the last thing that you want to drink especially pickle moonshine that's that's probably the case (laughs) but yeah uh it was a wonderful festival pittsburgh was really honoring its heritage i see and john mayer was wonderful well there you go there you go we are here today to talk about not pickles but (gasps) oklahoma okay two things that you probably don't know very much about i mean Enough. What What are some facts about Oklahoma that you know? Uh, it hosted the American <laughs> Ninja Warrior Season 11 <laughs> City Qualifiers and City Finals. Okay, nailed it. Yeah. I think they used to be like a test site for missiles. Wow. That's... Yeah, the state of Oklahoma. Inter- that's totally interesting. Okay, don't, there's no need to be sarcastic. <laughs> it's big and flat and I think that was the reason that they had a sports team called the Sonics, but they moved. Anyway, fine. Let's talk about American Ninja Warrior, Taryn, since you're so anxious to get into this course. Did you know Brad Pitt is from Oklahoma? I did not know that. Did you just Google celebrities from Oklahoma or did you just Google (laughs) facts about Oklahoma? I went to coolkidfacts.com. And typed in Oklahoma? No, I just Googled Oklahoma facts and Cool Kid Facts is uh, the site that came up. Uh, Yeah, that that did make you seem cooler when you said that and also younger, like a kid. I'm a cool kid. Um, Why were there horses here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There's an annual Bigfoot festival in eastern Oklahoma. I don't think... Doesn't Bigfoot like cold weather? Uh, Not during festivals. Oh, okay. Does he come? No, that's... that's, uh, Isn't that the Sasquatch? Or a Yeti? The Yeti? Yeah. I don't know. I, Bigfoot. I would still think that Bigfoot, even if it's not like as cold as like the Yeti or the Abominable Snowman, like he's really furry. So I would think that he would prefer cold weather. Mm, no. Oh, okay. He, he likes tropical environments. Like Oklahoma. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Oklahoma is tropical. Well, it has to be tropical. That's why the coconut climb is there. <laughs> uh, okay. All Someone right. pointed out to us on Twitter that this was the second time the coconut climb has been in Oklahoma City, which like of all cities... Like, that's well, a good point. Isn't it, isn't it the second time because the first time was qualifiers? Oh, I wasn't the coconut climb. This wasn't the, the first time that. Oh, was this the first season? I think it was the first the season that we climb? had coconut oh, okay. climb. Either way. Uh, why is this not in Los Angeles? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Or wherever Grant McCartney is competing. You're 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 giving the look there. There was a lot of talk about uh, first moms and second moms up walls. And mm-hmm. um, and th- that wasn't even in the right order. So <laughs> don't don't ask for logic here from Ninja Warrior. OK, uh, yeah, we should never expect that of them. All right. Well, 
We have a course here, the City Finals course. Uh, starts with the shrinking steps, the wing swing, the flywheels, the diving boards, coconut climb, and warped wall. That's the qualifier course from Oklahoma City. Um, is it Oklahoma City or just Oklahoma? Yeah, it is Oklahoma City. It's Oklahoma um, City. Then we had the back half here. Salmon ladder, of course. Then the crazy clocks, which is a familiar obstacle where you, uh, you have to grab the little hands of the clock and then push them around to the other side and then, uh, then jump over to the next bit. Then a new obstacle, and then you have to do that twice. Uh, a new obstacle called the snapback, uh, where you grab onto one side of a sort of triangular shaped device, which has uh, little bars on either end uh, of it. And as you are holding down on that one side, that's the side that's lowered. And then when you jump, it snaps and the other side comes down. You have to grab it backwards. Yeah, but it's not shaped like a hat at all. So why is it called a snapback? Because it snaps back. Okay, but I feel like it should have something to do with the hat. But I feel like a snap, you call a hat a snapback because of its quality of snapping back. Uh, I guess that's true. What about clapping back? It doesn't clap, though. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to talk about uh, an obstacle that involves a clapback. Which is? A clapback? Yeah, what would, you, what would the clapback be? Oh, it would be like you have to come up with a uh, witty comeback to the obstacle when it insults you. Who determines whether or not it was a witty enough com- uh, comeback? Me. You. So you're <laughs> sitting there in uh-huh. the obstacle. Yep. In the obstacle. In yeah, the I'm obstacle. In, I'm in like a dunk tank. <laughs> And I have a gavel. Okay. Oh, wait, I actually do have a gavel. Yay. <laughs> I like I was... how you're just holding it and not actually making any noises with it for this audio podcast. <laughs> there. Thanks, gavel. Yeah, so you have to do that twice with the snapback, <laughs> and then you get to the spider trap, which is, of course, the same as it always is. You climb up the walls. I still find it very boring, to be honest. Yeah, not as boring as this, uh, as the power tower continues to be. Mm. Bad power tower. Bad, what are they doing? I don't know. What are they thinking? It's no lead changes, all of that. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, we started with Jeff Harris, the Waste Warrior. I love this guy. Uh, well, he he helps you recycle. Yeah, he loves recycling, and he's got a great mustache. Thanks, Waste Warrior. Yeah, that was the okay. Thing. Oh, but they did. He's like Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. Somebody should be Captain Planet. What do you mean? Somebody should be the Captain Planet Ninja. Uh, I think that's probably trademarked. Whatever. <laughs> Copyrighted, whatever it is. I mean, I don't be, think you can be, just be an existing character. Be the Captain Earth Ninja. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, Waste Warrior is pretty much that. And it's, and it's a uh, alliterative. I guess so. It kind of sounds like he's about wasting things, though, rather than conserving them. Mm, yes, but he lays waste to waste. <laughs> he wastes all of the waste. Yeah. Anyway, this guy um, is one of my faves, but uh, unfortunately never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, yes, he, he, he takes on the course. He does pretty well. Um, he gets us all the way to the, uh, the snapback, um, which... You know, for a first run, pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and he will qualify. Oh, he will. Oh, yeah. wow! I just assumed that he didn't. I am so not used to the first runner qualifying. Not only did he qualify, he was the fastest to the snapback, um, and uh, was sixth overall. Dang! Wow. Well, Inclu- including including Daniel Gill. I guess I just was not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, did well. well. We will be seeing the Waste Warrior in Vegas. Thank God. Yeah, I gotta say, I liked. I feel like I liked the course. Yeah, for the most part, um, it felt it felt like there were more unique obstacles overall. Um, so, in particular, the diving boards, the agility obstacle, they were a little bit different than your typical agility obstacle. In that, the waste warrior was able to do a completely different approach here, where he jumped straight on to the first like surfboard diving board uh and then just like slowly made his way across instead of just running right across yeah it was possible to do that and like have some control over it whereas every other agility obstacle i've ever seen if you slow down you basically fall off yeah so i I enjoyed that even though it also did some damage to some other athletes um and then yeah but the agility obstacles always do yeah (laughs) 
and then I, I do, I do enjoy the coconut climb. I feel like it's usually this kind of obstacle. It's just like a really, it takes a long time, but I feel like the mm-hmm. coconut climb doesn't take as long. And it's also a more unique sort of thing. And I really love that, like to get to dismount, you have to swing sideways off of it. It just feels less samey to me. And I like that. Yeah, I like the crazy clocks because I like uh, something at the end that involves like stick to itiveness that isn't super long and grueling. Yeah. Like I like the last obstacle to be able to see ninjas muscle through it. Yes, crazy clocks. I enjoy snapback was was fine. Yeah, nothing crazy. But overall, I, I liked the uh, the course. Um, so there you go. Waste warrior. He's 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 made it through. Then we get to Maggie Thorne. And uh, we got we got some music for Maggie Thorne, but she's not going to finish the course. Yeah, or qualify. No. So this breaks your pattern. It breaks the pattern, but the pattern remained the same in qualifying. This is a new thing. City oh, finals. Finals. Yeah. Qual- the pattern does not uh, uh, apply to city finals, apparently. Yeah. Also, this is still her best run ever. So if the music is like they're going to have a successful run. Yes. Then it still um, counts. Yeah, I, I, I. Th- <laughs> if I had to guess, my guess would be that this package and the music and everything was uh, a little bit of a like, we're sorry. <laughs> Don't make a big fuss, please. Because um, Maggie oh. <laughs> is going to go down on the diving boards and just smack her face quite hard. Uh, and uh, I have learned after the fact that she got a she got a concussion from this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, did not, a pretty bad one. And she was uh, not sure if that she could ever like compete again. Um, I believe she's doing all right now, but, uh, but she's like, she was really shook up for, she can't remember anything beyond the diving boards. Wow. I thought that you had to uh, go unconscious to get a concussion. I guess I'm wrong. I've never had a concussion. I, I, have, I haven't either. So that's really scary. Yeah. So she she remembers going down on the diving boards, nothing afterward. Um, and she, you could see that she was very shook up uh, mm-hmm. afterwards. She was like trying to to focus. She still managed to get through the rest of, um, you know, she got through the coconut climb. She got up the warped wall. She uh, she I think even made it up the salmon ladder. Right. And then um, just immediately went down on the uh the crazy clocks um i thought she went down on the salmon ladder but i don't actually have it written i know that she finished the entire qualifying course i mostly all of my notes are about uh the blood on her face it's yeah. not that i didn't take notes it's me being like oh my god is she okay <laughs> yeah I, th- I think she completed the salmon ladder and then went to the crazy clocks and just like immediately like she started to try to pry them apart and yeah, just immediately went that, down yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that's, uh, she really, uh, this was, this was a rough, a rough one for her here. Yeah. But you know what? I love her bangs and she looks great. And do we know what the update is? If we're gonna, uh, if she's going to be able to compete again. All right. So, uh, here's an article from, um, from Omaha.com. Great. Very reliable Um, source. Here we go. Uh, she remembers standing at the starting line. She doesn't remember the wing swing, uh, the flywheels, or the moment. Oh, she doesn't remember the uh, really any of it. She remembers starting at the starting line. Um, she remembers hearing uh, voices uh, telling her to keep going. Um, the the like the 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 crowd. Hopefully, she the remembers crowd being and not the on. She, she remembers being on top of the wall, okay. thinking she was going to throw up, um, and doesn't remember losing her grip. Uh, on the crazy clocks. Um, she said that she watched the episode. It felt like she was watching somebody else do her run. Um, she suffered a mild traumatic brain injury. Jeez. Uh, How do you, okay. That sounds like an oxymoron. Mild traumatic. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, it, I think this is a concussion. Oh, so this is, it's not her first concussion. She was a boxer earlier in life. And also suffered a concussion in a surfing accident. Oh boy, that's surfing stay away from seems really dangerous. Yeah, I feel like more people lose their arms and stuff surfing than any other sport. Yes, uh, she's been doing physical therapy, occupational therapy, vision therapy, and speech therapy. Wow, Jesus! Uh, she stopped driving. She stopped uh, training. Um, she'd get very nausea. Nauseous. <laughs> get too very nauseous. Nauseous. Uh, and. <laughs> 
Um, she said, if I, if I took another hit like this, it could change everything forever. But I, I do believe, oh man, this is a long article. <laughs> um, we should, they're just repeating the same stuff again. <laughs> I told you, Omaha.com. Very, very unreliable source. I believe she 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 hopes that she will be able to come back. But she is unsure as of now. But unsure as of the time of this article. But I do believe that she like she's she's taken part in some things. She's she's been training again, I believe. So Okay, that's good. Yeah. We hope for the best for Maggie. Yes. So crazy stuff there. And so uh, and another thing here is that um the Oklahoma City finals um, took place before the previous city finals where a mom made it up the wall. Okay. So they like edited it in to talk about the record. So you're they were getting like, at- Maggie Thorne, the second mom to make it up the oh, wall. Even though she was the first. Actually, <laughs> she was not the first. Um, she actually was the second. But uh, it, not because of Sandy Zimmerman. Yes, it was because okay. of um oh man, where where is her name? Karen Wilton actually okay, went great. before Maggie that night. Oh my god. <laughs> so Karen Wilton was the first mom of Tour of Twelve. Wow. Yeah. He's gonna have to take that up with Sandy Zimmerman. <laughs> All right. Um so there you go. So uh, lots of controversy surrounding uh, Maggie Thorne. <laughs> yeah, geez. Now I'm less mad about how fake her daughter was in the in the package. She's uh, like being a mom. Daughter? Well, oh, she's yeah. like being a mom is tough. I have to like do all these things. And her daughter comes up during the interview. It's like, "Mommy, can I have a snack?" Like, okay, good. Oh, good line see, read. see, this is what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Time. This is my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very natural. Yeah, that's definitely. Didn't wasn't scripted at all. No, not at all. They've never scripted a package on American Ninja Warrior. It's illegal. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, and so, uh, all right. So we then get to Elliot Jolivet. Jolivet, something like that. I feel uh, like every single time we see him, you have this war with yourself over his pronunciation. Yeah, maybe I should just pay attention to how it's pronounced on the show someday. Someday. Uh, well, maybe maybe just don't get montaged and then it'll be easier. Yeah. Uh, he went out on the crazy clocks and um, not going to qualify. In order to qualify, you needed to make it at least to the crazy clocks and you needed to get there real fast because only two people who made it to the crazy clocks managed to qualify. So you had to be the top two to the crazy clocks. Yes. And Elliot was not one of those people. Tyler Humphrey also went down on the crazy clocks, also did not qualify. Okay. Then we get to Rick Hinnant. And this is the guy who uh, him and his wife have a clothing company. And his package was like straight up an advertisement. Yeah. So his package was kind of all over the place. I was also confused um, about the promoing of Shark Tank, which is an ABC show. Yeah. Um, did not know that that was like really so much a thing, but they were sort of like, okay, yeah, we had this, this tragedy. Well, it started with like, we have a clothing company for women. We started it because we had this tragedy where we, uh, my wife survived a stillborn. And so we named it after her. And then it was on Shark Tank and you can buy our socks. Yeah. So they managed to get in like an actual story, but this was like 90% ad. Yeah. And uh, I guess they're they're buds with Barbara Corcoran. Yes, just felt I don't know why we got this. <laughs> he made it to uh, the coconut climb and then went down, which is where he went down the previous time, I believe. Yeah, so it was like I don't I just don't know why. If it had been entirely about the the stillborn child, then I would have understand why understood why American Ninja Warrior put this in. But it was a very like clumsy package. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I'm I'm very sorry for him and his wife. Not to be callous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so then we had Chris Talon who went down on the diving boards, um, and Kendall Ortez who went to uh, who made it to the crazy clocks. And Kendall was the fastest to the crazy clocks. So Kendall will be in Vegas. And then we had Ben Wales who um, who went out on the snapback. And so he will also whale be- watching qualifying 
And uh, we will be watching whales in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. We will have no choice. Um, oh, well, depending. <laughs> whether it makes There's fewer people in Vegas this year. Then we had Karsten Williams. The, uh, what do they call him? Big Cat? Fast Cat. Fast Cat? I think so. I don't know. His his team Ninja Warrior name was Karsten's Fast Cats. Right. I thought they called him like Big Cat. Or no, maybe that was because they were like, we've got big dogs and big cats coming up or yeah. whatever. Yeah, something like that. <sighs> do we do we have to? Like uh, do, do we have to do what? Just like I don't know. Do we have to call him a cat? Like can't we just <laughs> Do we have to call everybody something? Yeah, like the can't we just, yes. can't we I mean Karsten Williams, I can't even I don't even know what his nickname officially is. He's just Karsten Williams. What's wrong with that? Well, Akbar says he's swagged out. You could call Whoa. him that. Sorry, swagged out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Swaggy king. Um they uh they really, you know, did a lot of the um like uh, oh, he's always he's failed on the ninth obstacle in the last like bunch of years mm-hmm. um and so he's going to get to that ninth obstacle and i gotta say snapback not the hardest obstacle i think yeah in comparison to other ninth obstacles that's fair but i don't know the coconut climb is hard maybe it tuckers you out yeah sure <laughs> trying to be fair to this oklahoma city course because i like this bet this episode a lot better than the last one yeah well uh he makes it through snapback and is going to get up the spider trap thing and his mom uh, is co- so cute like uh I, i'm 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 really like beating a dead horse here but when they get to the spider trap i've gotten to the point where i just like stop paying attention like i'm like all right this they're just gonna go to commercial after this so like now's the time to go grab some food oh man you're brutal on the spider trap. It just it takes a long time, and it's the same thing over and over. It's like either they have traction or they don't, mm-hmm. and then it's just I don't know. It's it's really bothering me. Yeah, talk to your buddy Matt Eisman. Yeah, I, you know what? I bet he feels the same way for the next for the next season. But his hands are tied. What do you mean? His hands are trapped. Spider trapped. Yeah, big big spider. The lo- the the lobby really what yeah the law the you know the, the big spider they lobby to get it to include oh. as many spider <laughs> like big pharma but big spider yeah just you don't like, know about this big spider the lobby and i was like what is that a movie that features big spiders is there a spider in the lobby of a hotel they um they, they lobby to get as spiders included in as many tv shows they need spider representation I so, do feel like there is extreme spider over representation. We've got the spider bounce, the spider trap. The yeah, but it's, it's that's that's why. Like an American Ninja Warrior is one of the more pro spider. Tele- most in most media, spiders are always portrayed as the bad guy. What about Charlotte's Web? Most see, there are exceptions. Hey, come on, let's. Well, what's just because there are exceptions doesn't mean that they're not discriminated against in media. What's, what's a show that spiders are represented negatively in? Uh, Harry Potter. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a true story. That's different. <laughs> Ar- so, Aragog was framed. <laughs> uh, American Ninja Warrior, very pro spider, very uh, big in the spider community, and um, and and you know they're uh, they're probably very mad at me for not liking the spider trap. There is um. So the University of Richmond, which is not that far from here, a couple hours from here in Virginia, um, their mascot is the spider, which is like, I've never seen that for a school before. And when I was applying to colleges, I would get emails from like all these different colleges. Um, and because I was applying to like women's studies and queer studies programs, I would get like specifically catered emails. And so I got one from the University of Richmond that was like calling all LGBT spiders. And it was about like their gay straight alliance or whatever. And um, I don't like the idea of calling all LGBT spiders. I don't want to go to a queer spiders meetup group. You don't? I famously hate spiders. Man, it just really seems like Lita is kind of a bigot. I I am homophobic towards spiders. (laughs) Why homophobic? Because it was calling all LGBT. (laughs) No, Karen, don't you know that uh, it's not arachnophobia anymore. It's just homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) The new term is just you're you're homophobic of spiders. (laughs) I hate spiders. 
<laughs> we need to, look, hating spiders is a very popular opinion right now. And, you know, you might think that you're safe to say that 50 years from now, 100 years from now, people are going to look back at these. They're going to be like, wow, what terrible people they felt so comfortable just outwardly hating spiders. Wow. You saying I'm going to be canceled for my old tweets about spiders? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. People are going to look back and they're Lita. She, she did great things in her time, but she was a woman of her time. And like many others <laughs> in her time, she hated spiders and was very vocal about it. So oh, just you think that. I did great things? That's all I'm taking from that. Well, you know, not yet, but <laughs> who knows what the future holds? Wow. Thank you for your faith in my future. <laughs> all right. Next up was Taylor Amon. Uh, who is the uh, the the breakout star from uh, the college madness team Ninja Warrior, right? College Ninja yeah. Warrior Madness, something I like think that. It's just called College Madness. Yeah. Um. So she is going to take on the course here. Um. Still a big fan here. I like Taylor. Um. She uh, she does well. She got through the coconut climb, which was what took her out in qualifying and then uh, managed to get up the warped wall. Uh, the I, I'm surprised that we didn't get. Uh, oh, it's the first college madness alum female co- college al- alumni female that's 22 and a rookie whose name is Taylor up the warped wall. Yeah. In, in in a round that doesn't actually mean the warped wall is something that ends the round. It's even like relevant. Does not qualify you for Vegas. Especially, well, if last week, if you were a woman getting up the warped wall would qualify you from Vegas, but not this week. Yeah. Well, no, not at all. Uh, so she she makes up the warp wall, also makes it up the salmon ladder, although kind of barely. Um, she manages to get to the crazy clocks and uh, and tries tries at them, but uh, not going to get through them. Um, but she is going to be the fastest to the crazy clocks, and therefore the uh, fastest woman to the crazy clocks, and therefore the number one female qualifier for Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, again, do you feel like a distribution of women could have been worked on? Yeah. <laughs> on these, this is better than last week, but I don't know. Just barely this, make it to the second half of the course. Yeah. I mean, like this one, I am much like <laughs> in the last round where the cutoff point was like the like eighth obstacle. And then the cutoff point for the women was like the third obstacle yeah. or something. That was like, no, no that was annoying. Thing. But yeah. this one, they, it was the women made it to the same obstacle that was the cutoff point. They were just slower to it. That's a lot more palatable. Yeah, it is so unfair, though, that like there are women who do so much better that are not going to oh, qualify yeah. in future. Like that, yeah. that is irritating. And, you know, you can't always predict, you know, how, how all the women are going to do. But I, I do feel like they could have seen some of this coming. And some of these some of these cities are really stacked and some of them are not as much. Yeah, exactly. All right. So good job to Taylor, who we will be seeing in Vegas. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Then we had uh, Brent Stephenson, who went out on the crazy clocks and will not be making it to Vegas. He, I believe, nearly like very nearly got through, um, but did not. And if he had made it through, then he would have qualified. But because he didn't, he did not qualify. Brent Stephenson, the star has truly fallen. Yeah, he has really been stiffed by the edit. It's not even like the star has truly fallen like he's not good anymore. It's just that like he gets no attention and he's not nearly like uh, even towards the top of the the field anymore. Yeah, like Brent Stephenson is interesting because he was he was kind of like pre American version of the show. He was like one of the. He was like middle of the pack in the top range of ninjas that were like uh, David Campbell and uh, Levi Muenberg and and all of those. Those were like the top guys. And then and, and Drew Dreschel up there mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, and he was kind of middle of the pack of those guys. But then when they moved to an American course, he was like the first guy to like make it the furthest. He was the only person to make it to stage three. And 
Like, so when American Ninja Warrior really came into its own, he was the guy. Right. Um, and then Casey came along. Right. And they were, they were the, the power couple. And, and now Casey's gone and he is not doing as well and he's not being spotlighted as much. Uh, it's, 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 he's like, it's, it's crazy. Just like what, what a, a flash in the pan that was, right? Like, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, he's the first like we've we've now Ninja Warrior has been on long enough that we can see a rise and fall um, mm-hmm. and has been on NBC and like popular enough to to see that. Like, I don't know how long it's going to go on, but if it went on forever, we would ultimately see this with Jude Dreschel and with Jesse and with everybody if they kept doing it. But yeah, I imagine but, but I, that I, they I do won't... feel like like they had a reign, right? Like I, yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is that like uh, um, that Brent, he had the one run which i feel like elevated him to this status and then being connected right. to casey kept him there even though he never really achieved the same level of success right and so true. yeah and it, it was the same thing with casey where she you know completed the city finals course and that was like huge and then never really replicated that uh, amount of success yeah exactly um i wonder how she's doing in the wwe who knows <laughs> probably somebody but not us and we're not gonna look it up <laughs> All right. Next was Josh Salinas, who managed to uh, to get all the way to the crazy clocks and their or sorry, uh, all the way to to snackback and therefore is going to qualify for Vegas. And then and then when he's in the water, he's like, that's a cool obstacle. <laughs> yeah, this is very like, nice. It's a really yeah. hard one. Um, yeah. Then we get to David Wright, the cake ninja. But not that David Wright. Or the baseball playing David Wright. So they're all <laughs> yes. spelled the same way. The cake one. Yes, the cake um, ninja. And he gave people cakes to eat, mm-hmm. which I, I was like, I don't like cakes, but I would have appreciated that. Yeah, because you wanted nourishment. Exactly. I mean, again, I feel like there should be a water ninja mm-hmm. who just yeah. gives out water at American Ninja Warrior tapings. They'd be the most popular ninja. Yeah, and that ninja should just be called the PA because they really should be giving out water so people don't die. Yeah. Um, so he's going to take on the course. He, he, uh, he's the guy that uh, he kissed the coconut climb. Oh, okay. And they were like, oh, makes sense because he loves cake. But um, the coconut climb is not cake. I hate to be the one to point this out. Is there such a thing as coconut cake? There is, but I feel like that is too loose a connection. <laughs> All right. Well, Judge Lita has decided. <laughs> um, so... He uh, he made it all the way through the crazy clocks. He gets also through the snapback um, and then is able to get all the way up the spider trap uh, and be uh, a city finals finisher. Yeah, impressive. Impressive AF considering that he has no nutrients in his body. Yes. He was the slowest to finish the course, but uh, still probably counts. from all the cake. Yeah. When you're when you're lugging around all that cake, it's hard to climb spiders. Things. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a weird promo with Daniel Gill and the kid. They're oh, cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> they, now, now they're forever going to be like rivals because of this one episode. Yeah, like I years guess. From, years from now, like Drew and Flip, they're going to be like rivals. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Gill and the kid. Right. And I mean, I guess they're both from Texas. I don't know. Uh, but it's so obvious that these are going to be the two in the power tower. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone through this mm-hmm. to make a, a weird. This town ain't big enough for the two of us promo. Yeah. Um, well, next up was Karen Wilton, who, as we know, made it up the warped wall. But the first mom up the warped wall. We will give her her credit. Yeah, she needs that completely unnecessary credit. Yeah. Um, she is not going to have music or anything. Because, like, when Maggie Thorne got that package, I was I had zero doubt in my mind that she was making it up the warped wall. Like, yeah. she she went down hard on those diving boards, and I was like, I still didn't even get nervous. I was like, she's still getting through this. Clearly, yeah. like, there's no way she's not making it up the warped wall. Um, Karen Wilton, though, I wasn't as sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very impressive uh, through here. She made it all the way up the warped wall onto the um, 
the salmon ladder and uh unfortunately was not able to actually touch the salmon ladder because she got a bad bounce on the trampoline which uh this i i gotta say i there were a lot of like a lot of things that reminded me of of sasuke in this episode like the slightly more odd obstacles that are a little more unique and also the bad bounces on the trampoline (laughs) that tends to happen a lot in sasuke so um that 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 was that was interesting yeah i mean the the very next montage is going to be the guy in the rubber boots messing mm-hmm. up on the trampoline exactly. um, but yeah this is super impressive especially because she they said that she has no athletic background before ninja that's crazy yeah, she hasn't She's been training for very guns. long yeah and and she i i i didn't write down her age but 41 uh, yeah for truly an ageless wonder yeah but nobody's allowed to be that because travis rosen owns being old so next up was the shrimp boot guy, Chris Cambray. Cambry. Uh, oh, but mm-hmm. and Karen, Karen, unfortunately, did not qualify. Yeah, for, uh, again, it's not making it up the uh, salmon ladder. Bummer that all these women made it to the back half of the course when previously there were women that did not that qualified, but it's fine. Yeah. And, and you know, the, 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 I'm sure there's different difficulties as well. And that maybe if some of these women had competed in on the other course, then they would have also failed earlier. But still, maybe. Um, so shrimp boots <laughs> made it up the warp wall, but, uh, but maybe, maybe messed him up on the trampoline for the salmon ladder. Oh, I definitely think if you get a bad jump on the trampoline and you're wearing shrimp boots, you can correlate those two things. <laughs> maybe. Uh, then we had Jonathan Bangy who went out on the crazy clocks and did not get there fast enough. Then we got to big dog ninja. That was a good announcer voice. Oh, thank you. Um, he's got he's even got a shirt with a dog on it now. Yeah. It says Big Dog Ninja. Jody Avila. Once they said like this, the power tower could be the big dog versus the big cat. I was like, oh, I want that. And then I was like, oh, it's definitely not going to be that. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's got he, I mean, he gets all the way through here. Um, he we I, I believe we joined him a bit late uh, on the course and he makes it all the way through fairly, fairly slow and steady. But uh, completes the course. Yeah, good for him. First time. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Yes. Is it? That this is his first time completing the course? Yeah, I feel like he's always really good. Well, I feel like he showed up like two years ago. I don't know. I feel like we talk about him so much that I don't remember a time before the Big Dog Ninja. Well, look, Akbar is very proud of his creation. Yeah, Jody Avila famously was the one that was like, if I finish the qualifying course or whatever, then like, Akbar, you have to make up a nickname for me. And then Akbar came up with that and he was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Time to make shirts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We saw Jonathan Horton who I feel like is always uh, having trouble. Um, like there's always potential there, but, uh, but unfortunately he is going to go down on the salmon ladder, not going to qualify for Vegas. Yeah. They call him the best Ninja warrior to never make it to Vegas, which I feel like is a very bold claim. Yeah. I mean, how many others haven't made it to Vegas that are, I don't know. Really we good? can't name them because we don't know who they are. We wouldn't remember them. Then we had Madeline McNeil. Uh, she was the fastest to fail the coconut climb in qualifying, but is going to be uh, the last uh, last last place female um, qualifier in the city finals uh, because she's going to fail again on the coconut climb, which most women did not. She um, still has really cute buns, though. Her hair. <laughs> <sighs> she's got turquoise buns in her hair. All right. Cute buns. Good to know. Um, the, <laughs> then we had Barclay Stockett. Now she needed to, uh, if she wanted to qualify, she needed to make it to the crazy clocks faster than Maggie Thorne. And her package was about how she, uh, she went to, um, Congo. where'd you go? The Congo. Congo. Democratic yes. Republic of Congo. Um, and she, uh, she like, uh, had like a little ninja course and, you know, did a whole, a whole thing. Yeah, she built like a course slash playground for uh, former child soldiers. Yes. Um, did did she say like what pro- like was this in American Ninja Warrior situation or was this like something she did on her own? So I think Barkley is quite Christian. Um, so I assume uh, this was some sort of thing through her church. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know for a fact, but I do think that I've seen her wear a cross. Um, 
something like that. I should have probably done more research, but I don't think this was an American Ninja Warrior specific thing. I think this was just like a charity trip for her. Yeah, I, I do feel like they sometimes like to leave it ambiguous and make you kind of just assume that American Ninja Warrior sends out athletes to do things like this. Sometimes. Yeah, like flip guard to the military. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is an American Ninja Warrior sponsored trip. Yeah, so, I don't know. This year we sent out uh, this ninja to... Yeah, to do charity work. No, I don't think that this was an American Ninja Warrior affiliated trip. Um, so uh, so Barkley is going to take on the course here. She is going to get through all the way through the warped wall make it up the salmon ladder and manage to get to the crazy clocks faster than Maggie Thorne. So Maggie Thorne is out and, uh, and Barclay is in and Barclay will go down on the crazy clocks. Uh, the second fastest woman to the crazy clocks. Yeah. I noticed they didn't show Maggie in the audience, probably because she was receiving medical attention. That answers my question <laughs> as to probably. where was Maggie? Um, then we get to Josh Norton, not to be confused with Jonathan Horton, um, <laughs> who also went out on the crazy clock, did not qualify for Vegas. And then uh, Abel Gonzalez went out on the crazy clocks. Very uh, upsetting here. I, like I know it. he wasn't able. Yeah. Um, he, uh, really struggled, uh, through the crazy clocks, but was not able to complete them and did not get to them fast enough. So Abel Gonzalez, we will not be seeing him in Vegas. Very sad. Then we get to Matthew Day, who was the guy that, uh, competed against Daniel Gill in the power tower, the qualifying power tower. And so mm -hmm. he was looking, looking to, to get through here real quick and, uh, took on the course got to the coconut climb and was going so fast that he went all, he went over all three little nubs on the back half of it with his, uh, coconut climbing device. And, uh, and so it went all the way up and around and he fell back toward the bottom. And so he was like, uh, his legs were around like the, the black tarpy portion of the, uh, obstacle, which is not, made to look like a tree or whatever it is. Uh, and he was still, but he was still holding on. And so you could see he looks over toward the producers or whoever, like who, whoever is on mm -hmm. the sidelines. It's clear that he's like, what, what, what do I do? Is this is all this right? Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and as he does that, he loses focus on what he's holding and the, uh, the, the coconut climbing device, uh, drops and he falls back and his back touches the water and he is out and uh, I was like wow that was crazy it's it's really sad I mean you you don't like to see uh, DQs based on like just barely grazing the water yeah he was going way too fast it was amazing that he was even able to save himself after sliding down the entire coconut tree yeah I don't think he would have been disqualified I no, think that if, he had, he, if he had just pulled himself up he would have been fine um, but uh, and I think he was perfectly capable of it given his position there but uh, but he was he just it was I, I think it's just like a, a rookie mistake there like uh, he just looked over uh, mm -hmm. and, and lost focus on what he was doing and uh, down he goes yeah the lesson to all ninjas is that if you aren't sure or just keep going. Yeah, I, I think so. Can't I think so. so then we had Daniel Gill, the final run of the night. It's trying to get the, the trifecta, they call it. Something yeah, we're calling but... the trifecta here at American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, if uh, if you're in the know, if you're in the biz, we call it the trifecta. That's when you get the three thingy dingies that are new this year. Yeah. Uh, wait, did I, did I skip? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that, that uh, Daniel was not last. Yeah. Uh, what was it that we had like, uh, him and the kid do sort of like a joint thing? Or was it just that like Daniel was, I don't know. I feel like they're treated as like, we're going to have these two runs in a row and they are related to each other. Well, it's like they, the fastest two from qualifying were Matthew Day and Daniel Gill. Yeah. And so I was, it's like, all right, final two of the night, Matthew Day, Daniel Gill. Oh, wait, no, there's one more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of silly. At least do like uh, Matthew Day, then then the kid, and then Daniel. Um, all right, so Daniel going for the trifecta. He got the mega wall. He got the speed pass. Now he needs to get the safety pass, and he is of course just going to dominate the the course. Right. There's really nothing to say here. Yeah, the uh, fastest time of the night by like a minute. Mm -hmm. But the kid um, is still up. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> after Daniel Gill. 
uh, we get the kid. And he is also going to do pretty well in the course, not nearly as fast as Daniel, though. Um, he has to beat uh, Karsten Williams' time mm-hmm. in order to make it to the power tower. And uh, Karsten Williams is at four minutes and 29 seconds. And the kid is going up the spider trap. And uh, the time is, is getting up there. He's running mm-hmm. out of time. Uh, and he's not not very hasty about it. He's kind of just like, I don't think he knows how close it is. And so, and this is again, like, I feel like a lot of these ninjas, they're just kind of like, whatever about time. I don't think he was even planning. uh, I don't know. I don't know if the, the power tower was so much in his plan because he stops and like points to the audience at one point, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like why, why do those things when, when time actually can make a difference? Like, you know, this is ultimately going to be incredibly important that he is just one second and it's not even one second. I think it's like, it's like a it's half of a second. second. Yeah. Um, yeah. of difference. And, you know, part of that is when he gets to the top of the spider trap, he kind of like takes his time to like walk over to the buzzer and like put his whole head down on it instead of just yeah. like quickly tapping it. And Matt, Matt and Akbar like did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like if that had taken a half second longer, then yeah. the kid does not have the safety pass. And that's massive. Right. right. Um, yeah, I don't so. know. Maybe he thought that he wasn't going to get it no matter what because he didn't think he could beat Daniel. I don't know what it was. You got you to just, just go for it. No, don't, don't dilly-dally. Yeah, I know. You, you hate the posturing, the showboating. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so the kid is going to, uh, to make, make it in time to, to get to the power tower. And... It's going to be Daniel Gill versus the kid and the power, as we mentioned at the top of the show here, there's just no way to catch up once you're behind unless somebody falls off, which nobody's going to. So like, this is probably the closest that we can get to like a great matchup and it's still not close. Yeah. It's, it's the problem is that it's all the same thing. It's that they start and it's upper body grip moving along. And so then you get to a, a slightly different version of upper body grip moving along. And then you get to a ladder, which is upper body grip moving along. And then you dismount. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's so just like very long monkey bars. Yeah. And so like, essentially, unless you screw up, it's whoever's faster at doing that. That's going to win. Yeah. Right. And so I would, I would honestly like, even if you just did this and then ended it with a rope climb or something, just like something different. Yeah. I, I definitely. Um, so, like, because, like, right away, the kid pulls out ahead, and that's it. Yeah. Luckily, it's at least quick. It doesn't take very long. Yeah. And so, just like that, Daniel Gill not going to get the trifecta because the kid is going to get the safety pass. Yeah. Oh no! How will he survive? Yes. So there you go. Now uh, the kid will get uh, a do-over in either stage one or stage two. We'll see if he can make it to stage three for the first time. I bet he can. It's definitely possible. I would I would put some amount of money on the kid making it to stage three with the safety pass. I would have given Daniel Gill a much better chance with the safety pass. Well, yeah, he's already gone to stage three. Honestly, I'd still give Daniel Gill a better chance than the kid really? even without a safety pass and the kid with a safety pass. Interesting. I I don't know. I don't know if I would take that bet. I just I well, you know, depending on how difficult stage two is, but I feel like uh, people that have completed stage two in the past are much more likely to complete it than people that haven't even if they have two tries at it yeah maybe i just feel like uh kid's been super impressive it's true and i feel like he's been doing nothing but training because he's a student and doesn't have a job not that (laughs) any of these people have jobs anymore the the big stars (laughs) yeah all right so that's what we have for you in oklahoma um also brad pitt (laughs) i watched uh once upon a time in hollywood what do you think i really liked it Okay. Uh, my critics, the, I will never see it. Obviously, I don't see Tarantino movies. Uh, but, uh, the critics that I trust are divided on it. Yes. I've, I've, I've seen that, uh, people are split. People are split in a bunch of different directions on it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we don't have an iTunes review this week. Uh, Ooh. step it up, guys. Uh, but, uh, we do have a question. Um, it was directed at me. It's from, Seth Gammon won, but Taryn, please feel free to answer. Says, Atlee tweeted, I'm curious what Ninja Warrior you think is most attractive. I think Jake Murray. That's a crazy answer. (laughs) 
I I have made it clear. Kevin Carbone is up there for me. Um, James McGrath. Uh, I will put Megan Martin on that list. Mm. Um, and uh, who else is coming to mind? Oh, oh, and the the Wolchowski brothers. Ah, uh, yeah. How about you, Taryn? Um, you you crush on Taylor Amon. Yeah, you know uh, she's very very pretty. And um, and flex. Yeah, flex Lebrec. Uh, you know Jesse Graff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like there's there are plenty, but I don't remember. Like, I feel like it's. I've, like, I, I can I can name Taylor Amon because I just watched the episode she was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of these people are like freakishly hot. Um, yeah. So it's more just a matter of personal preference. But yeah, I think uh, James McGrath is is up there for me as in terms of someone that I don't necessarily talk about as being hot all the time, which I do with the Wilczewski brothers mm. and. Uh, I, I did crush on the, the chess ninja for a while. Scott Wilson. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's no longer the chess ninja. He's the something uh, he's, ninja he's that the in... Also, um, and uh, J.J. Woods yes. would also be on my list. Have we seen him this season? I don't know. I don't think so. That's uh, that's why it's, it took me a second to remember his name, because I don't think that we talked about J.J. Hmm. Um, but he gets a shout out for being hot. And that's, you know what, honestly, even better. Than being on American Ninja Warrior. It's being on my list. There you go. All right. That's what we have for you. Um, send us your own hotness lists. Yeah. Honestly, do. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to shut down personal preferences. If you're attracted to Jake Murray, that's fine. I do think he looks way better post haircut and can mm. definitely see it for you, but not for me. All right. Well, that's that's where we got for you. You can find us on Twitter if you want to send us those lists <laughs> at Armstrong Taren and at Lita Tweeted. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong and Instagram Taryn underscore Armstrong. Lita, where can people find you? People can find me, uh, as you said, on Twitter at Lita Tweeted and on Instagram at Lita Grammed. Um, you can also uh, find my writing on my blog, Drop Dead Culture, which is LitaWrote.wordpress.com. That link is in my Twitter bio. And um, you really should write us iTunes reviews and also send us questions on Twitter. All right. There you go. Uh, we'll be back next week for the Whatever City Finals. I can't wait for the Whatever City Finals. It's my favorite city. I know. It's really stacked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Miami? Is that where it is? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Jerry and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that.